0: Hello, this is the hardcore legend Mick Foley, and although I've never listened to Straight Talk Wrestling, I think you should. Have a nice day. Hey, this is George the Iceman, president of Destiny World Wrestling, and you're listening to Straight Talk Wrestling.
1: Hey, it's the bubblegum princess Alexia Nicole, and you're listening to Straight Talk Wrestling.
2: Hey, this is the walking weapon Josh Alexander, the king of Canadian strong style, and you are listening to Straight Talk Wrestling.
0: Fans, your host of the most Georgia crime in the building. I'm here with my cohort in crime, the man who has a face for radio, Steve the Animal Mitchell. What's going on, Straight Talk Wrestling fans? What's going on is this. We again have another exciting guest in the house today. Very excited to get this guy. We've crossed paths at Destiny events and stuff like that. But now you're mixed with another organization, which we'll get into a little bit in the show. Please welcome Joey Maximum to the show. How are you? Hey guys, how you doing? We're, we're so fantastic, so excited to have you here. Thank you for taking the time out to come in the Straight Talk Studios, especially in this day and age where the Canadian weather is up and down. 20 centimeters <laughs> one week, plus five the next day. Yeah, <laughs> thanks for being <laughs> here, my man. Thanks, thanks for, for coming man. out. So I guess we always, with the interviews that we've done, we've done about three or four now, we always ask the same standard question. Every fan has that defining moment, that moment in time where they have found wrestling in some way or capacity, and they just said, boom, I've, I fall in love with it. This is going to be it. That's going to be part of my life. Do you yourself have a defining
1: moment where you realized wrestling was going to be part of your life? Absolutely, yeah. yeah growing up uh, as a kid, I, I did not like wrestling at all. Didn't like sports in general, uh, but I was a fan of, of the A Team. Big fan of Mr. T. It was seeing not WrestleMania, but seeing Mr. T and Hulk Hogan uh, co-hosting uh, Saturday Night Live all those years ago that got me curious, got me interested, got me that hooked me basically. Wow. Yeah.
0: Saturday Night Live hooked you into wrestling. That's incredible. <laughs> I was hoping for like one of those, you know, I saw the Ultimate Warrior or I saw Macho Man cut his promo, but Saturday Night Live, that's awesome. That's incredible. That's yeah. a great segue into both sections because Hogan, you look at his promos back in the 80s when you were a kid, you're like, this is so cool. You look at him now and you're like, yeah, I can tell why you were on Saturday Night Live because <laughs> a lot of your promos back then were completely laughable. Yeah, Everything was, let me tell you something, brother, or anything like that, right? <laughs> so that's, that's awesome. That was your defining moment. So do you have, um, do you have a favorite match? A favorite, like I mean, a lot of fans. You, you can never really narrow it down to that one match, but if there's one match that sticks out to you, no matter which decade we're talking the '80s, '90s, Attitude Era, Ruthless Aggression Era, or the era that we thankfully just got out of, which is the PG era, <laughs> and hopefully things are changing for the better. Do you have any matches or
1: moments in those times that stick out to you? Absolutely. For me, it would be it would be uh, Savage and Steamboat of WrestleMania three and those twenty nine uh, two counts.
0: Oh so. yes, yes, <laughs> that was one heck of a back and forth. Yeah. That, uh, that match is, for, for me, that one is definitely ranked up there. But when I talk about two counts or close falls, you got to think WrestleMania 10, uh, Owen Hart, Bret Hart. Yes. There were so many two counts in that match. I still watch that match now, and even though I know the outcome, I still get exhausted yeah. watching that match. Because I'm like, oh, no, oh even though I know <laughs> when it's going to come, the finish is going to happen, it, uh, it doesn't. So, the reason why we asked you on the show is because... We are very much empowered and impassioned to kind of educate our fans. We've got a lot of fans in the U.S., some fans in the U.K. that listen to us faithfully every right. week. We always appreciate, and we've got a lot of, fan, lot of fans here locally in Ontario and Canada. But there's a lot of fans out there that don't know about the wrestling scene that's happening over here mm-hmm. and how strong the indie scene is in Canada, Ontario especially, because Ontario's one of the biggest provinces. So there's literally so much landscape to cover. Yep. There's really room for everybody. Yes, there's not just absolutely. one major promotion. So a lot of our fans know and appreciate everything that Destiny Wrestling is doing, but you're hooked up with Classic Championship Wrestling. Yes. So tell me about that. Start with you know your owner and how
1: he contacted you and how you kind of got involved in all this. Well, my my involvement with uh, with CCW goes back actually to my bachelor party of all things. <laughs> and the Mrs.
0: Mrs. Maximum was in the house too as well. Say hi, Mrs. Maximum.
2: Hi everyone. She doesn't.
0: She's not. She's not really a, a wrestling person. She limits her appearances. We already learned that. But <laughs> she was gracious enough to join us today, so that's awesome. So your bachelor party. My
1: bachelor party started at a CCW show. Uh, My best man and I, we bonded over wrestling uh, back in the late 90s. Uh, Went to a whole slew of uh, independent events there. And when we were talking about something to do for my bachelor party, we thought, well, why don't we start it at a a wrestling show? And so we looked at independent wrestling shows that were happening uh, throughout the weekend that we we had uh, had booked uh, my bachelor party for. And CCW, they were having this show uh, as part of Delhi Fall Fest. Mm-hmm. Delhi is uh, this tiny little town in the the tobacco and de- tobacco area of uh, of Ontario. I had never heard of it myself, <laughs> but that's where it all started. Um, it, my my uh, my best man Tim had uh, reached out to uh, Jay McDonald, who was the owner at the time, and uh, he said, uh, "Hey, you know, if we want to start this bachelor party at uh, at your show. Um, can we get the can we get the room involved in some way, shape, or form?" And so. Jay just said, "Yeah, you know, what, leave it with me. I'll, I've got some ideas." So as we as we arrived at this, uh, I think it was the lead. Uh, no, it was the Lions Club, the Lions Club Hall. It was in their backyard, and it was raining. <laughs> <laughs> Great start to the yes. night. Great start. Thank God for Mother Nature. Gotta love Mother Nature in the Canadian side of things, right? So we saw out oh, Jay. Uh, I uh, introduced myself. I'm Joe. I'm the. Uh, I'm the uh, the best man that I need, the, the groom for this uh, this this, uh, this bachelor party, and Jay, Jay is, Jay's introduction to me was just to walk up to me and give me a a, a knife edge chop across the chest, <laughs> <laughs> and he looked at him and he said. I think we can do something with this. Smoking
2: like a true wrestling fan. <laughs> we
1: don't
0: greet each other with handshakes and fist bumps. Exactly. We greet each other with headbutts or kicks to the gut to set up an RKO <laughs> or stole a stolen gold stunner. That's how we roll. That's it. Sometimes yeah. I'll
2: go a running double drop kick, but you know that might be too offensive to some.
0: Maybe you could pull off a running double jump kick. I definitely don't think <laughs> I could pull off a running double. I'd be exhausted
1: getting two steps in. So I ended up getting involved in the uh, in the main event, which was uh, uh, the. Their heavyweight title that day was being held under, it was being contested rather under 24 7 rules. It was basically, it was, it was, uh, the the title was up for grabs from the start of the show to the end. Uh, and somewhere over the course of the show, uh, Evelyn, Evelyn Carnate had, uh, grabbed the title and she called me into the ring and, um, said, you know, your your life is over, so (laughs) you're, you're getting married. Uh, so let's let's do you this one little solid let's let's give you let's have you be the champ for the day okay sure so she laid down i covered her took the title and as we're doing a photo op her partner uh used to go by the name of freak show now he goes by mr lucas uh just leans over to me and says uh said very quietly i'm gonna i'm gonna kick you across the chest in a second just drop I've had, I've had about three drinks by this point, so I said, sure, why not? <laughs> <laughs> Next thing I know, this guy's leg is across my chest, and I just drop. He covers me, he takes his title back. So you were champ for literally like was, two and a half minutes? Yes, two and a half minutes, exactly. What a reign. Congratulations <laughs> on that. You've been a heavyweight champion longer than I have. <laughs>
2: that not the coolest two and a half minutes ever it <laughs> was yes <laughs>
1: so so jay was the owner you said was the owner yes. is,
0: is there someone different now
1: uh yes his name is uh mike clark okay uh he used to be involved in wwf when it was wwf back in the day uh and uh he'd left wrestling for a number of years but then he had gotten the got he'd gotten the urge and he uh, there's he no way to, the there's WF. no way to
0: ever leave wrestling.
1: Well, you can you can put it away for a bit and then pick it back up. Yeah, but that
0: itch is always there. Yes,
1: yes, absolutely. Uh, so he had reached out to um, uh, to Jay about of, of purchasing this company, um, and he ended up uh, ended up picking me up from from him, uh, and through a mutual friend of ours, uh, my 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 own, my friend Steve had reached out to him and said, "Hey, you know I know, I know somebody who's interested in getting into the business. Why don't you give him a call?" So here I am. <laughs>
0: and so, okay. So
1: I remember when you and I, we kind of did
0: a little pre-show meeting before yep. we got, we were going back and forth, setting up the date of you being here. Mm-hmm. We talked about originally you were going to be going in as GM. Yes. and GM slash ring announcer. GM slash ring announcer. Right. And then you decided to opt out of the GM role and go into the ring announcer role. Right. Because
1: Mike wanted to have that as two separate roles. Okay. Which, totally understandable, but uh, me the hand that I am, I want to be out there as much as I can. So. Of course. And you definitely do have I can see it, the ring announcing voice. Yeah. This matters for one fall. One fall. <laughs> <laughs>
0: so you guys got an event coming up, uh that your most recent event's coming up. March 10th. Yes. You got Cranio versus Cadman for the title. That's Cadman, Cadman sorry. Cadman okay. for the title. The Mighty Cadman. The Mighty Cadman. Mm-hmm. That's gonna be one heck of a barn burrow. I know of Cranio. Cadman I'm not really familiar with, but I do know of Cranio. Yeah. And I know what he can do. And I know that's definitely going to be one heck of a match. And if it's like any other indie show that we've had the privilege of attending, these guys don't go for 15 minutes. They don't go for 20 minutes. These are 30-plus-minute matches, sometimes 40. The last of it, we were at the Destiny 5-year anniversary show. You were there as well. Pete Dunne and Josh Alexander, The Walking Weapon, they tore it down for almost 55 minutes. Exactly, yes. And it was was one of those back and forths, those two counts. And you do, even though you know the business, and you know you obviously know you have when an they, idea of what's going to happen here. You still mark out. You don't
1: exactly. You still yes. mark out.
0: And even though you know it was Pete's official last indie show in Canada, so yeah. when somebody says the last indie show, okay, yes, he's dropping. He's got to drop the title. Yeah, he can't keep the championship and never come back. There were several moments in that match where I thought to myself, maybe he's going to retire as champ. <laughs> he might have. He might have won that and then yeah. stepped away. But that it was great to see the walking weapon, you know, come out as the now full-time, no more intern, he is the Destiny Wrestling champ, and then the promo that Pete Dunn cut on him saying how he's one of the best unsigned talents in the world, so that's it, 2019 is going to be a great year for him, but I want to talk about your mission statement here on your Facebook page, because I think the mission statement is great, so we know the company was founded in 2008, and uh, the mission statement is believing that professional wrestling needs that, in quotation, old school feel, since 2008, 2019 marks your 11th year, and also is going to highlight you guys as the year you're going to take over Ontario. Yes. That's a very strong mission statement. That's a mission statement where you guys are to be cliche all in. Absolutely. Huh? Yes. Segway? Exactly, like it? Yes. I always try to segue a little bit <laughs> when I can. I always try to. So you guys are literally 2019 is the year where you're gonna you're gonna go to that next level. Yes. You're not gonna be a well kept secret anymore. You wanna be right up there and compete and show off your talent yes. so that companies like WWE Companies like TNA for however long they're around. Companies now like AEW, which really isn't a company yet. They're just more of a t-shirt manufacturer because <laughs> there's still no TV deal. We actually did our episode last week was all on AWE. We talked about all the rumors clearing everything up there. So, um, yeah, without a TV deal in place, don't you're just a very cool shirt. Yeah. That's all you are right now. Exactly. You're a great yeah. printed t-shirt. Fantastic for you. But until I see something tangible, I'm not going to buy in. Right. What you guys have is very tangible. Yes. So what... Why is 2019 the year you're going to take it over?
1: Up until now, we've been mainly uh, mainly known for uh, fair shows, uh, like rib fests, things like that. This year, we're moving into uh, larger arenas, uh, like out, uh, indoor, main uh, mainly things like that. Uh, we've got the, the show coming up at uh, the uh, Franklin Horner uh, Community Center. Uh, that we're we're working to make that our our Toronto base. Uh, we've also so that's going to be your home arena. We believe so, yes. Okay, cool. Yeah. And that's located where? Uh, just It's in Etobicoke, just okay. uh, south of Sherry Gardens. Okay, perfect.
0: So you go. So if you're ever interested in wanting to catch out a show, you can go do some shopping. Maybe buy yourself a t-shirt to back up the t-shirt you're going to wear, because you most likely will get blood or beer splattered on you. Because these guys take it out of the ring quite a bit. Not on our shows. In our shows, we're trying to keep a, a bit more family, a family-friendly product. Okay, perfect. Yeah. You're not trying to go too extreme, trying to make it a place where fans can come and bring their kids and introduce them
1: to the sport that they love. That's great. I got an nine year old daughter. Let's, let's so. not get ourselves I mean, shit happens. But. Of course, of course. But
2: <laughs> yes, but there, it's been it's been very much so that that's kind of the the thing that everybody's used to is when you go to an independent show that that's more often than not yeah. is usually it gets really violent and it gets yep. bloody and it gets all that kind of thing. So that's really good that you're taking the time to really give it more of their a, a full package rather than just only when we know we're going to the show it's going to be bloody and violent, right?
0: <laughs> So in terms of, because now you're, now you're in the business, you got your foot in the door, ring announcer or not, you're definitely going to be helping out with some of the day-to-day stuff, mm-hmm. maybe even going to other shows, scouting out possible talent that you Possibly, could cross-brand yes. and bring over. So, I mean, as we know, Canadian Strong Style is a very well-kept secret here, but it's growing, and it's, it's, it's almost like we have our own NXT developing here, because right. it's, it started off as a whisper, now it's becoming a roar. I mean, at the last Destiny event, they were over capacity. I yep. believe they even turned a few people away because they just couldn't it fit. anybody standing room, standing room. Well, Yeah, it was so cold that I'm pretty sure that they were actually happy to be very happy to be turned away. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, was, but you know what? No matter how cold it was, I mean we went out we went out just to get some fresh air because we had been inside all day. He actually performed drums in the ring for the intros for both Pete Dunn and The yes. Walking Weapon, which he absolutely killed it. I of didn't course. really I don't have rhythm. So I I was <laughs> sitting there filming it for him. And even there was people behind me that were tapping and bobbing their heads. I'm like, look at you guys! Everybody's keeping time. I don't <laughs> know how to do that. So we went outside just to grab some fresh air. And the lineup was around the building. Yeah. Even though it was minus 26, there was a lineup around the building. That says something about the indie product. Yes. That says that people are tired of what they're they what's only what's out there.
1: Food. What's being spoon fed to them, basically.
0: Thank you. What's being spoon fed to them? So this is an opportunity to showcase that. Absolutely. So. When you're at other events, when you're at other venues tra- supporting the other local local indie companies in the scene and around, mm-hmm. are you looking at which talent might Always. be beneficial to you? So, I mean, not to pick your brain or try to maybe give something away with what might be coming down the line. Mm-hmm. Being at uh, faithful of the Destiny shows as you are, lucky lucky duck, you get to sit right front <laughs> row as everybody comes out. You're involved in all. You got that one little corner. Right? I mean, it's I sat behind. It's my spot, yeah, my, my
1: perch. It is. It really is. It
0: should just say reserved for joy maximum because nobody else gets those spots. And you're always rocking the Hawaiian shirts. Absolutely. Which I I, I used to rock the Hawaiian shirts back in the day, but then my wife was like, no. If we're going to go serious, you need to just get regular clothing. My wife encourages these. She's a supporter through and through. That's what you need. See, honey? See, Hawaiian shirts can be cool. So, in looking at their town and stuff like that from what you've seen, is there anybody... That you kind of maybe have in mind that you're looking at probably bringing over and again, not to give too much away.
1: What you're working at, I would love eventually to work with uh, with the, with the, with the Walking Weapon. Um, don't know if we can afford them as yet, but <laughs> um, other guys we I, I look at uh, love the love the fraternity, uh, the uh, the Desi Hit Squad as well. Well, Desi uh, Hit Squad is hilarious. Man. Yeah, they are. They every every time they
0: come out, I've I've had the privilege of being behind. There was one one Indian fan in the ring at the pay-per-view. Yep. And the Desi Hit squad walked over to him and the first thing he said, bro, you from Brampton? And the guy was like, I am. And they were like, that's awesome. We'll meet you at this. There's this awesome Italian Indian restaurant there. We'll meet you there after the show. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was great to see that kind of stuff. But in seeing, these, in seeing these talents and seeing how refined the product is, so in 2019 that means, well, obviously more investments are going to be happening towards the company. Mm-hmm. Obviously you're getting a home base now, better lighting, probably better sound, better showmanship, all that yes. kind of stuff. How much work goes involved in, in setting up the shows? Because a lot of people, not to try to pull the curtain back, but everybody knows kayfabe. Everybody yep. knows what's real or what's not. Most of these guys all get along very well because they all know that they're helping each other eat. Exactly. And that's the most important thing in the indie scene. But in kind of like coming up to a show, okay, you know what? This is your main event. You've got March 10th. You've got your main event locked. Right. Right. Are you already looking towards the next event to seeing who's going to be that next number
1: one contender Absolutely. to hop Absolutely, yes. Uh, we're looking at a show in May. We've got a weekend coming up in May where we'll start in Chatham at the, uh, the Wish Centre there uh, and then come back to, uh, to Toronto to do, do a second show that weekend there. It's the, uh, the May long weekend. Perfect. So
0: it, it, for you guys being behind the scenes and setting everything up because now you're not only are you ring announcing but you're probably helping develop the stories. You're yes. probably helping developing the rivalries. You're probably helping getting everything in shape. So as excited as you are about the March show... Yep. You've got the stress of setting up the May show right after. Absolutely. So yes. there's no there's no rest for the wicked. Right. So how exactly. do you how do you find that how do you find that balance and time to kind of sit back and enjoy what you put on for March, but knowing in the back of your head, okay, they're loving what we're doing here, but now I got to think two months down the road and how to set up everything further.
1: Where um, where do you find the balance for all that? That's it, buddy. Just I'm always just always going, always going.
0: The always. wheels never turn off. Nope. Does he whisper wrestling ideas in his head when he sleeps? Oh, yeah. It's wrestling morning, noon,
1: night. <laughs> I could see My that. Facebook, before I got involved in, in the, indie, uh, the indie wrestling scene, uh, what, I guess three years ago, my, my Facebook was, it was all uh, all cat memes. And now it's all wrestling. <laughs> Your Facebook was all cat memes? I want to go back. You've
0: you got to reshare some of those memories. you got to reshare some of those memories. But um, you know what else i noticed, too, is that as much as you love wrestling, you're also a movie guy. Yes. Absolutely. My opinion differs hugely with yours because I am a film school product. I went to the Toronto Film School. That was my dream and my passion. But obviously, having a family kind of curved that dream a little bit. But um, it's guys like this who have helped me keep those dreams kind of going. And then same thing with the podcast idea. We're always big wrestling fans, always watching every pay-per-view at each other's houses. And then one day it was like, you know what? We're always sitting there talking just about how frustrated we are about the the business and where it stands right now. Mm Mm-hmm. Let's throw up a podcast and see what happens. And we've had a very successful first year and a half and mm-hmm. how far we've grown. So, I mean, getting hooked up with you guys, CCW, that just opens up the door for so much more. So, we thank you for taking the opportunity again for coming out for us for that. Oh, again, but, thanks for having me. Oh, it's, it's an, I, hey, Listen, anytime we get a chance to pick a brain with anybody who's a wrestling fan, always works out to be great conversations. Love it. So, in terms of talking about the business now and where it stands, and as you mentioned earlier, to go back to your quote-unquote spoon feeding. Yes. To get away from the indie scene for a second, let's talk mainstream. Okay. Let's talk about everything that's going on right now. Obviously, last weekend, we could not get together because both of us were sitting down enjoying Royal Rumble. Yes. We were enjoying the amazingness that was NXT, the subpar that was the Royal Rumble pay-per-view because it wasn't their worst, it wasn't their best. I hate Nia Jax, so watching Randy Orton drop her to the ground, that was my moment. That was my you know, Royal Rumble moment for sure.
2: Woke everybody up after being sitting in a chair
0: for seven hours yes. watching the same <laughs> wrestling event. It, it, I, 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 then you shared a meme right after, which was hilarious. The WrestleMania pre show will start the minute Royal Rumble is <laughs> over. So, you know, get, take three months off from work, kiddies, because you got a lot of wrestling to watch. But in terms of watching. You know, these subpar events, and them am still trying to play it safe, but still trying to be edgy. We we always like to do these little tidbits in our show, which we call the state of wrestling. Okay. So, if I give you a full minute to run wild on what you think the state of wrestling is now, would you be up for that? Would you be up to just give me a, your your opinion of the state of wrestling as it is right now? And I'm I not can... talking indie. I'm talking strictly mainstream. Strictly okay, pro. Go, sure. Okay.
1: What do you got? What do we got? Uh, Triple H has got to... No, sorry. Vince has got to step down. Give Triple H the uh, the reins. I mean, look what he's doing with NXT. Uh, if you if, if Vince could do, or sorry, if Triple H could do what he's doing in NXT in WWE, it would be a much better product, in my not so humble opinion.
0: Yeah, and the problem is too. Uh, forget about Vince for a second. You also got to remember Stephanie. Yes. Because once he kind of gave her, as Steve has put it so many times, the keys to the kingdom. Yeah. And made her CBO, everything became very kid oriented and there's not a bad thing because as much as we're growing up and we're getting older you want to start hooking the younger generation in and that's great selling t-shirts but you can hook the younger generation in by still giving them a product that could be cool to talk about yes not giving us like you look at and you know what the problem is with nxt you're right triple h is such a great mind with nxt and everything that's going on over there but you look at when they come up and as we call it vince mcmahon puts his little sprinkle on things (laughs) You look at Sasha Banks and Bailey and what they had in their rivalry in NXT. Right. And then you look at what it came up and what do we get? We get a segment with Dr. Phil trying to find out what happened to the friendship. Why do I need this? Mm-hmm. Why can't you just give me yes, okay, you know what? The business is literally made up of a couple of people. Two actually separate categories. You got your talkers and then you got your walkers. Yep. You got your guys who are guys or girls who are just fantastic on the mic, but when it comes to walking, they can't. Right. And then you have the guys that can walk better than anybody else. But when it comes to cutting a promo, they couldn't cut my steak in a restaurant to save their lives. (laughs) And it's very rare you find those pieces. So I guess that leads to my next question being, when you're looking at talent, you're looking to see who you see see coming up that you want to kind of bring into your product Mm -hmm. or from other products that you may want to bring in. You have to sometimes got to cut promos because you've got to set up the next event. You've got to set up the next chapter in that story. Right. So do you look for the total package, which is very few and far between? You don't have a guy like a Seth Rollins or a Daniel Bryan come across your desk every time. No. You may have somebody who's half Daniel, half Seth, Mm -hmm. or none of the above. Exactly. Or you may have somebody that's got a great shtick, great character, but doesn't know how to use it properly. Right. The idea is there the fire's lit but they can't get it to go higher it needs to be developed it needs to be developed so when you're looking at when you're looking at things do you look for the total package or do you just look for somebody that's okay you know this guy's a great talker now I just gotta get him to walk a little bit stronger or this guy's an amazing wrestler but I, I gotta work on his promo skills do you pick and choose that way or do you really try to find that like blinders on saying okay I, I gotta find that whole package
1: nope uh, I'll do both I mean I'd like I'll keep an eye on I'll see what I like and I'll think what can we develop with this guy how can we work with this guy to make him something that we want so do you look for
0: like what if you could break down I guess you'd say the psyche of a wrestler if you were to break down you know you got again we've got the talkers you got the guys mm-hmm. who are wrestling ability do you look at percentages Like let's say okay this guy's great 70% of the time on the mic mm-hmm. 40% of the time he's good in the ring I, I know it if we it get I him break tri- it
1: down, I would break it down like this: fifty okay. percent of what, fifty percent of wrestling is your in ring ability, twenty five percent is your look, twenty five percent, maybe even a little more, is your your mic skills. Okay, so basically, you've got to have at least fifty percent of wrestling yeah. to
0: even be considered right to, to get into the CCW. Absolutely, product. you've got to be able to handle yourself in the ring for yourself, for your safety, but also for the safety of the other person. Exactly, because as we know, it's very rare. Like you mentioned, a great match where two great dance partners yep. danced. It's very, very. You find those two great dance parties that can literally. And people, for, a lot of people forget that when they're in the ring, it's not just hops, flips, bumps, drop kicks, clotheslines. It's a story. Yep. There's a story from beginning to end. It may not have any words. Well, it may have the occasional grunt or the occasional heavy breathing.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Kind of sounds like something else, maybe, if somebody <laughs> just tuned into the episode for the first time. <laughs> or if yeah. Triple H a lot of audibles. A yeah. lot, a <laughs> lot of audibles, right? I mean, you look at you look at the audibles that that guy has called throughout the whole time. Or sometimes it's even the, um, like for me, I'm a big Kevin Owens fan. Yeah. I'm a big advocate of the big guy. I love the big guy. And uh, Kevin Owens, my favorite part is when he's got somebody in the corner, and they're down, and they're heavy breathing, and they look exhausted, and he's sitting there just yelling, he's berating them. He's just berating them for a good 20 seconds before the guy just, okay, I've had enough, and he slaps them across the face. Those are my favorite moments. When yeah, a guy's okay. in the ring, he's cutting a promo without a mic. And those are like those are like the special talents. Yeah. Those are really the extreme talents. The guy who can cut a promo while he's kicking your teeth down your throat. Right. And it does happen. Cesaro so lost his teeth, so teeth do get kicked down, thrown on the odd occasion. But in terms of, in terms of what you're trying, because you're trying to get that, create that family-friendly environment. Yes. So you're looking, again, for not so much for the women's standpoint. You're looking for somebody who's got that style and that charisma, but somebody who could be a great role model for the young girls that come out to your show. Absolutely. And then you're not looking for somebody who's too over-sexy. Right. Because you don't want that for your brand or your product. Exactly. So if somebody comes across your desk, let's say their character is a little bit overly sexly or maybe towards the sexual side of things, mm-hmm. would you still bring them in but say, listen, this is a family-friendly show, so we need to tone this down or tone bring down this back? Bit, yeah. And then you've got those guys that literally go out and just try to get the hoots and the howls from the women <laughs> and then say, listen, bud, these are moms or grandmas <laughs> or sisters or daughters. Yeah. That they're, if they are hooting or hollering, we're going to have to go over and say, okay, listen, we, as much as we appreciate the love, you've got to tone it, you got to bring it back. <laughs> So you've got, to, you've got to walk that line from your side of things. So how do you and Mike choose who you want to bring into the company in terms of all those, because there's definitely all those factors. And especially when you're trying to bring about a family-friendly organization, you're talking, you're trying to stay PG-era, PG, PG era, if you will, right. but still have
1: attitude-era type matches. Well, in picking up, I mean, in, uh, as far as Mike goes, uh, purchasing WWE, or CCW, pardon me, uh, with it came there an already... Existing roster of very family friendly product.
0: So he pretty much already had that built in, and now he's just trying to
1: build on that. Build
0: on that. Yeah. So in terms of where you guys are going, uh, so you know you've got the show coming up in March, you got the show coming of May. You're trying to make the home base. Right. Are we looking along the lines of maybe down the line, hopefully a fight pay per view deal, IPPV deal? Is that something that you guys kind of have in the I back of your heads? And so the doors open for anything and everything. Absolutely, perfect. And the goal is to obviously bring your talent pool, and hopefully maybe do some cross promotion stuff. Maybe get in a one or two matches in with a Destiny event, or even a Blackcraft event. Mm-hmm. All
1: those things are tailor made. But again, those are more at edgy. Anything is possible. But at this point, we've got our own. Uh, we've got our own roster that we'd like to work with. Uh, one of the things you will see at CCW shows a lot of the guys that we use. You won't see at other shows. You won't see at Destiny. You won't see at Smash. You won't see at uh, in Barry. So everybody's kind of exclusive not to Not everybody, you. but... most majority people. of them yes. are, are exclusive to you. That's This
0: is my this is who I wrestle for on a full-time basis. Right. That's awesome. So you have that kind of built in.
1: And were they excited when the purchase happened? That breath of fresh air? A lot of them were. A lot of the guys uh, who uh, Mike is not using yet are a little trepidatious, but... How do you deal with that? That's actually a great question to segue
0: into when you've got, mm-hmm. like you said, Mike's got guys that he's using. Guys that he's pushing, yep. but there's guys that he just hasn't found the right spot for. The spot yet. for him. exactly. And frustration will set in. So how do you how do you tone down that frustration and say, listen, right now is not your time, but your time will be there. You just have to be. Paid.
1: How do you how do you talk that wrestler off the ledge, if you will? Uh, well, I mean, best example. I don't want to name names, but uh, you don't have to. No names, names, right? Yes. Uh But one guy that uh, that Mike Mike has been speaking with, uh, he, he's rest- He's putting this putting him assured that assuring him rather that. Why we don't have a spot for you right now because of this that or the other thing uh, there's always room for you eventually down the line r- down the line just got to work on something or other in in your character so he's, he's
0: already told him yeah. kind of giving him notes on on yeah. how to build the character right in the right way and what happens if you have somebody who let's say comes right at fresh out of training fresh out of working with, they come to you and they say listen i love i love your product i love what you guys are doing i'd love to be a part of it Mm-hmm. What's the audition process for that? Because we know with WWE, they got the performance center, the training, stuff like that. How do you guys select which up and coming talent you may want to bring in? Do you have them give you like a quick five minute match, like maybe a dark match before the show? Before the actual event starts, you have them say, okay, listen, we're going to give you 10
1: minutes. Mm-hmm. You're fighting this guy. Show me what you can do. I uh, haven't gotten to that point yet. But like, what we do is we'll, we'll scout other promotions, like any shows that, uh, that either Mike or I go to. So, you're, so it really, it never turns off for you? Nope. So it's wrestling
0: twenty
1: four seven. Twenty three seven twenty three and a half seven. Yeah. 23 and a half, 7 <laughs> So 30, 30
0: minutes goes to the missus. Thirty minutes the missus gets your undivided attention. That's it. That's pretty much it, isn't it? <laughs> so um, what what do you what do you like differently about um, the indie scene compared to the mainstream scene? What what do you find do you find the love
1: for one overtakes the other? Uh, you know what? Yes. Um, I, I would say I'm more of an indie fan than I am a WWE fan. I think probably because of the interactivity that you find at indie shows that you, you'd never see at, uh, at WWE without spending a couple hundred bucks. Or having a kid who's into Make-A-Wish. And that's not a bad thing. But
0: really, those the, the Make-A-Wish kids yes. do really get <laughs> the superstar treatment, which is fantastic to see. And again, that's something you can kind of tip your hat off to Stephanie McMahon yep. for all that stuff she does. But again, how she's turned the product stagnant. And I wonder, I wonder, you know, when and if Vince, I mean, we both know Vince is not stepping down. No. He's dying. He's going to die. He's going to die in, in, in that chair. In uh, in
1: Connecticut, yeah.
0: In that chair or in his <laughs> office. Uh, exactly, in his office <laughs> in Connecticut. So when, you know, I'm going to say Triple H may be pushing 70 before he gets it because Vince, yeah. uh, people like Vince don't die. No. they're almost goes <laughs> to 100. So you look at you look at the product, do you, do you wonder and do you think maybe that at that point the relationship is going to be like uh, two bulls in a china shop biting heads because she, she's she's changed the product. She changed the product not necessarily for the good, but you see what he's doing in NXT and you see that the edginess has yeah. to come back. Yeah. And that's why they did the whole Vince the McMahon family state of the union. They did the last couple episodes of Raw because they knew that their product was in the tank. Yet they're still getting 2.6, 2.7 million viewers every week. So, okay, it's not 2.5 hours
1: dropping Significantly,
0: Yeah, because nobody cares about the last right. half an hour. Me, personally, I'm not going to lie. When I watch Raw, I watch the first 20 minutes. See if there's something that's going to keep my attention. If not, I'll flip to something else. Yeah. Or, you know, Netflix is a godsend. I can binge watch three episodes of a show and the amount of time <laughs> Raw takes up. But you th- you really think about it. Like, if you look at, like, a Royal Rumble weekend, put it in perspective here for a second. You look at a Royal Rumble weekend. You got three hours on the Saturday. Mm-hmm. You got seven hours on the actual event day. <laughs> then you have three hours on the Monday. Two hours on the Tuesday. You got NXT if you have a WWE subscription. Yep. $9.99 a month. We always do shameless plugs for them. So you have that. And then you think about NXT UK. You have on the Thursday. You literally got six days. Give or take. Plus you throw 205 in there. You got six days of wrestling. That's a lot. Even for a, a fan who loves yep. that business. At some point you're like I just I want to watch a hockey game a tip or, you of the know hat. what I'll a watch tip of the hat to
1: the guys like Jason Agdu who have to watch like every every second of this okay. yeah and I can't do it no I can't like, we have a wrestling podcast and we're always in the
0: business we're always researching <laughs> but even us we find ourselves we have to take a break so sometimes even when we're hanging out we'll watch a game we'll play video games we'll do something else to kind of buy the time mm-hmm. but if you think about the product that, that there's so much out there plus they have their original content on the network if you're yep. that much of a fan you got to go Try to pull back the curtain as often as you can there. It's just so much. And then for us, like we we've been in the indie scene for a bit, but now we're like kind of in the scene because we're actually working in the scene yeah. now, if you will. Mm-hmm. Trying to promote and, and tell everybody what they're missing because there is such a great scene here. It's it's really hard when you watch an indie show and how entertaining like you said the interactiveness. Mm-hmm. And then you go back and you watch Raw and you find yourself doing this.
1: <sighs>
0: is it over yet? <laughs> oh my god. What's happening? I passed out at Royal Rumble. I had to watch the end of the Royal Rumble the next day, and I had to stay off Facebook because God knows everyone would be spoiling it if I didn't.
1: What woke me up at the end of the Royal Rumble was the do 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 that the as they go into the next show. I'm like, oh jeez. Well, I guess I better rewind to figure out who won. Figure out who.
0: So were you, (laughs) in terms of being a wrestling fan, were you happy with um, the winners? Were you happy with Seth Rollins being crowned as the men's Rumble winner and Becky Lynch? The surprise entrant. Uh, <laughs> anybody who thought she was going to beat Asuka, you don't know the business very well. <laughs> but were you surprised with that? Were you happy with those selections and the way they did it? I would say yes, uh, pleasantly surprised. So, if I could, if I had to right now, Ronda Rousey versus Becky Lynch, we know what's happening at WrestleMania. Seth Rollins has officially picked Brock Lesnar.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Who do you got? Who you take it. I'm taking Seth and I'm taking Becky. I like Joe.
1: I like Joe a lot. Me too. I, I'm also
0: a Seth Rollins guy. Yeah, I've been a Seth Rollins guy from time, even when he was with J and J Security, cutting very bad promos. You look back at his promos when he was with J and J, stumbling, nervous, not comfortable, yep. like Roman Reigns was almost every day of his career. And then I look at somebody again that keeps getting forced down our throats. And again, this is what this is what I, I love about the indie scene because it's not different. Because the indie scene they actually listen to the fans. Yes, you won't have somebody like if if, if you're main event. It goes off without a hitch, and everything goes well. If those two guys have a barn burner, mm-hmm. your fans are going to want them back. Whether you, were, whether you were unhappy of the match or not, you have to do kind of what the fans want, or else they're not going to come to your next event. But with WWE, they know they have that staying power. Yeah. And that's what bothers me so much about the mainstream. I love the indie scene because the fans really have all the power. I mean, if you're if you're George the Iceman, if you're President of Destiny, or if you're you know you're president Mike Clark of CCW, yep. and the fans are going crazy for these two guys, and you know you got to have a two, you can't just have a one-off. You got to have a second. And then he says, "Okay, so uh, Joe, uh, we're gonna we're gonna put these two guys in the next main event."
1: <laughs>
0: Didn't you, you you heard that reaction, right? Yep. You you have to give them that, Absolutely. or we're we're gonna be working overtime just to try to sell out the venue again. Yeah. Same thing with same thing with George. If the fans are going ape crap for the matches and he's not giving those guys the pushes, eventually the fans will get tired of the product. Yeah. So why is it you think that WWE pushes forces people's spoon feeds us down our throats? Roman Reigns. Mm-hmm. Nia Jax. I could go all day, Joe, about Nia Jax. I can't. Please don't. I am so sick and tired of somebody reminding me who her cousin is. Or the bloodline that she comes from. Or putting the Rock's mother at ringside every time she has a title shot. I get it. Move on. Why do you think that they continue to... And then you look at guys that are great. Talents that you and I both know should be main eventing that aren't. Why is it that WWE still to this day, even though they're the biggest powerhouse in the world, they don't listen to their fans like the indie guys do? And I think that's why we both appreciate the indie side of things because the fans really have the power. Why is
1: it that you think WWE doesn't really listen to the fans too often? I think it's, it all goes back to Vince. Vince seems to seems to think he knows what he's doing. But you don't think he does? Nah.
0: Uh... It's okay. He's not going to come after you. <laughs>
1: it's fine. You're safe here. This is I've the got safe got, space, got, Joe. i there are things that he, that he does right and things that he does horribly wrong.
0: <laughs> do you wanna, can you give me an example of what we're wrong? I think I know already, but can you give me? I can give you one. Nia Jax. Absolutely, yes. Okay, uh, Ronda Rousey. Do you think he brought her up too soon? Do you think he should have worked her through NXT first? I think she should have gotten worked through her, through the Even NXT. Even your yes. wife, who's not a hardcore yep. fan like you, shook her head yes. But I mean,
1: look at, look at those promos that she cut just on Monday night. I mean, a, a pro is not going to let a crowd uh, make you stutter. A pro is not going to make you forget what your next line is. Roman Reigns. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Roman Reigns, unless he's battling John Cena. So like, John Cena, no matter what the crowd
1: does, fluid. As much as we hate him. We went to a show in Buffalo last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, main event was it, uh, it was Roman Reigns versus John Cena you could have heard a pin drop in this in this in that arena in the in the uh, in the arena of buffalo have
0: you been talking to steve have you been working with steve before he <laughs> got on the show is this a work right now because everything you just said th- this guy's the reactions honestly i want to film his reactions when we watch <laughs> wwe reviews and put them on the youtube page
2: he really does his it's
0: reactions true. are like the tv would be will be right here and steve always sits right in front of the tv he's like the dog from 100 monte <laughs> he's got to sit right in front of the tv and as soon as He's not watching the match sometimes. He's listening for that crowd reaction. Yeah. And that's one of his lines. Oh. Oh. You can hear a pin drop. (laughs) It's like, yeah, because it sucks. It totally stinks. And that's the problem. You got fans at home. You got fans in the arena. And there's, there's matches that we call smoke break matches. Yep. Okay, these people are coming out cool. I get to run out for See, ten minutes. Would have been
1: a total smoke break.
0: Oh yeah, smoke break match. Or you know what? I'm gonna go to concessions. Honey, are you thirsty? Would you like some pizza? I'm gonna yeah. grab a beer. Maybe check Lines check for a t shirt. T shirts. Exactly. Yeah. Line's yes, right? too long for t shirts. I'm gonna go grab a beer. <laughs> right. So it's sad that there are so many of those matches, mainstream. But when you're at an indie show, you don't want to leave your seat. You can't leave to go to the bathroom, and if you do, you get looked at by the other two hundred fans in the building. Like, are you <laughs> stupid?
2: it's like you're a not going to be able were to watch this all watching an episode of Lost together and then someone went up to go to the bathroom in the middle of it like dude you're gonna have a million questions when you get back like, and on. we and
0: there's no network here bud we can't re-explain it for you bro. i right. don't want to re-explain like the- all of this to you i'm watching come on <laughs> but when you do go to the bathroom at an indie show it's always open because everyone else is holding it <laughs> yeah because <laughs> right. that's what makes the indie show i think so much more tangible because it's so much more intimate yeah. and so much more like you said, so much more of a venue where you can fill in. And you're trying to make something your home base. What's the capacity of your arena in Etobicoke? I think we're looking at uh, between three and five. Three and 500 people. That's yeah. pretty damn intimate, man. Yeah, That's almost as intimate as you can get. You're talking compacting people in. And you're talking just giving fans a great product. Yes. Do any of these guys that you see in your product right now, any of the, your main event guys or any mm-hmm. up-and-comers, do you see any of them as being somebody who could go all the way To the top. I think To an AWE. Cadman for sure. Cadman? Yeah. He's got everything. Yep. Got the total package. Yes. So let's break down your percentages for a second. You said 50. Let's go 50, 25, 25. Yep.
1: So 50%, he's got that wrestling ability down. Right. Promos, 25, he's got it. Promos, I would say uh, maybe not 25, maybe 20. Okay. And look. Look. uh, Character. I'd go 30. So you're giving him 30. So he's, he's still got the 100%. Yes.
0: Every which way, but he's got that whole package. Yes. And any up-and-comers that you're kind of, you're kind of trying to bring up slowly, trying to find those spots as you will, anybody in the future you could see taking Cadman's role in your organization as he moves further on? Uh, nothing that I see yet, quite yet. But you're, you're still like, this is relatively, you getting involved as rig announcing this only within the last couple of weeks, I believe, exactly, right? Exactly, yeah. How excited were you to get that phone call? I was pumped, absolutely pumped. Walk, uh, me through, walk me through the emotion that you felt, because, again, when you're trying to get into business... And you finally, the door finally opens for you. Yep. It's got to be, it's got to yes. be almost as exciting as seeing your bride walk
1: down the aisle. I would say so. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. So you were you were elated when Mike called you. Absolutely. Yes. Uh, initially, when when I got the when I got the call from him, he had sent me a friend request on Facebook, and I thought, okay, it's a mutual friend of my 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 my, my other friend Steve and I. Okay. But then he messaged me and he says, call me. I thought, oh God, what could he what could he possibly want? Because I didn't know that he had purchased the company at that, at that point. So I thought. Trying to bum money, money off me. What, what's going on here? All right, well, I'll call him when I get home because I was at work when I got the message. And then I, one thing led to another, and I just, just completely forgot about it. And he calls me at like ten o'clock. At <laughs> Sorry, night. Mike, uh, we're pulling the curtain back here. He <laughs> forgot about you, buddy. You oh, forgot he knows this story. <laughs> <laughs> so about ten o'clockish, uh, he, I get a text from him saying, "Call me." So he says, uh, "So, dude," me says, you, know, "You remember me? I we met at uh, Steve's pool party. Blah blah blah." Uh, so yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm buying CCW and I'd like you to be my, my ring announcer. Yes! <laughs> he didn't even have to finish the word. As soon as no. he said, I'd like
0: you to be my ring, yes. Yeah, I'm in. <laughs> I will be the guy that rings the bell. Exactly, I don't yes. care, <laughs> just put me in the business. Well, you know what? You tell Mike, if there's ever a, a TV deal down the line or if he wants anybody that can talk the talk and fill a commentating table, we are available Excellent. for his services. <laughs> I'm more of a moro. And as you can see, he has a face for radio. But he also has a striking resemblance to a WWE commentator. I don't want to say it, but... Could be Corey Graves. CG. Could be Corey Graves. You yeah, saw that when you walked in, right? I know the missus did because she was like, "You look familiar." <laughs> <laughs> you do, yeah. You know, secretly, Steve Daniel Mitchell has been Corey Graves the whole time. True. <laughs> it's almost like Clue. You know, you killed the guy in the library with the wrench, mm-hmm. Mr. Body, Mr. Body. Yeah. So, uh, it, it, it,
2: and and Alistair Black as well. I'm a, I'm a mix between Corey Graves and Alistair Black, and I go back and forth between commentating and wrestling, and then mm-hmm. doing this. When
0: my nine year old, because uh, he's he's like uh, he's like a brother of me we've known each other for 20 years yeah. so he's not even a friend anymore he's family my daughters call him uncle steve when he comes over or when he's not there and we're watching raw my nine-year-old will go oh look it's uncle steve i'll be like no don't stop it you're filling his ego. <laughs> Don't do that. But then I go back. He's not even there. I'll go back and be like, oh, Cassie called you Corey Graves again. And then you just see the... Well, you know. he Everything he stole in my look. This is all premeditated.
2: Oh, all right. First. So if I ever talked to Corey Graves in real life, I'd be like, dude, those neck tattoos. I can't go that high,
0: bro. Yeah,
1: like, seriously. I
2: can't, can't do that. It can't be me because I can't go that high. I got a real
1: job. <laughs> <laughs> we got a few
0: minutes left before we wrap it up. But I, well, yep. this is one game. We, we had the Bubblegum Princess in-house a couple weeks ago. She was fantastic yes. to interview um, if you if you guys haven't taken a look at her, I know she works with Greektown, but get her in if you can in any capacity because she is absolutely fantastic. Mm-hmm. The strap match, I told her, I said, next time we run into you, I want you to hit me with a strap. That match that you had with Jazz at the
1: last right? the December show that what I saw. What a barn burner, yes. man.
0: What a barn burner. And that was 30-plus minutes. Yep. And that a lot of women don't go for that unless they're doing an Iron Woman match, yes. right? So a game we played with her we called Word Association. Okay, I'm going to throw out wrestlers' names, either indie or Mainstream, and you give me the first word that pops in your head. All right. And it's okay if you drop an F-bomb or two, because we we're trying to be family-friendly, <laughs> but we're also, when we get passionate, I'm not going to lie, if you listen to the AEW episode, a lot of F-bombs are going back and forth, because there's so much confusion. <laughs> so straight up,
2: swear words are funny. Swear, swear, swear are. words are
0: funny. If you want to do a PG spin Especially on Especially like, if there are other languages. Yeah, <laughs> yeah well, for sure. I say bafangulo all the time. All the time. Or, you know, if you're tabernak. from Quebec, tic tac Tabernac. Tabernack. Yes, it's yes, is perfect. <laughs> So word association, I'm going to throw out wrestlers, you give me the first word pops in your head. All right, Are you ready? Let's do it. Focused? Yes. Zen. Are you zen? Alright, here we go. Seems pretty zen. <laughs> Alright, I'm just, I'm trying to build excitement. Alright, Triple H.
1: Boss. Sasha Banks. <laughs> Wannabe <laughs> boss. <laughs> Alright, uh, Seth Rollins. The man. Josh Alexander. Oh. <laughs> the Canadian man. Captain. Kevin. Cabin, our guy your guy who else can I throw out there oh this is a good one
0: this is a good one Um, Johnny Gargano
1: don't know him that's uh, NXT Johnny Takeover takeover, man Johnny Gargano (laughs) he just won the North American title from Ricochet Uh, you know what to be be perfectly honest I don't watch a lot of NXT you don't watch a lot of NXT okay fair I'll stay away from
0: the NXT brand Uh, let's go back to mainstream okay Daniel Bryan Daniel Bryan oh (laughs) jeez wrap it up wrap it up wow All right. um, Well, since we're going Daniel Bryan, I'll throw out his sister-in-law, Nikki Bella. (laughs) Wrap it up yesterday. (laughs) Ronda Rousey. Uh, Needs work. One more that I could think of. Oh, okay. Improvement. Needs improvement. Needs improvement. Okay. Vince McMahon. Needs improvement. (laughs) Uh, Retire, yes. All right. And the final one, I'm going to throw
1: out an old school one for you. Ultimate Warrior oh man jeez uh, Ultimate Warrior uh, <laughs> nothing comes to mind it's right off the top of my head jeez um, uh, psychopath there we go <laughs> the gods are coming <laughs> alright well we thank you the so much for taking the time out for us warrior.
0: and again if you want to plug the you shameless plug your event you got coming up March 10th March 10th at the uh the <laughs> Oh. Franklin Horner
1: Community Center in Etobicoke. in Etobicoke. and Tickets are still on sale. Tickets are on sale now. And tickets are twenty bucks each. Uh, Boss has also just approved a, a ticket drop for a family. We're doing a four pack, uh, which is two kids, two adults for forty bucks, or one adult, three kids, forty bucks. That's awesome. That's a great deal. Yeah, ready.
0: And bell time is bell time is five o'clock. Doors are at four. Bell time. So I've got doors are at four. Any chance for meets and greets beforehand or afterhand? Before, Before and after. Answers? Yes, Before all the after.
1: guys will be out there selling their merch and doing meet and greets, uh, and as well their uh, their their t shirts.
0: All right, perfect. So again, guys, if you want to check out CCW, Etobicoke is going to be their home base. We wish you guys all the success in the world. Thank you. And we will continue to plug, shamelessly plug your product as we do plug everybody else because we want everybody to know what's happening here in Ontario. So you Excellent. got a show coming up March 10th, and then you said you got two shows happening May long weekend, May right? 18th and 19th. 18th and 19th, and the 18th is in Chatham, you said, at and Nice Center. Okay, and 19th would be back in, back Etobicoke. Home here in Etobicoke. Perfect. And the the venue seats feeds, feeds comfortably 500 at least, so that's plenty of plenty of room. Bring the kids, have right. a great time. Show them what indie is all about because the indie scene here, people are sleeping on it, and we got to wake them up. We have to wake them up. As always, I'm your host with the most, George McKay. You know my cohort in crime, Stevie Animal Mitchell. Have a good night, everybody. Straight talk wrestling fans, enjoy every bit of your night. And also, again, we thank Joey Maxwell from Canadian or uh, sorry, Classic
1: Championship Championship Wrestling. Wrestling.
0: We call it Canadian Championship Wrestling. That sounds sexy. <laughs> Classic Championship Wrestling. Thank you so much for taking the time out for us. Thanks and, so much, Joe. And guys, don't forget, next next episode we're going to do is we're going to be breaking down the Destiny Wrestling five-year anniversary show. We had a quick 20-minute interview with Josh Alexander, which you do not want to miss. And also, the animal reflects on being in the rink and playing for out for the first time. We get to sit down with the animal one-on-one for a straight talk exclusive because he's half of the show. So I always get the exclusives <laughs> first. Alright guys, that's it. Thank you so much. And again, we appreciate love. Don't forget to check out all our episodes, past and old, on all our platforms. And here's our shout outs later.
2: Thank you all so much for tuning in. Catch us every Wednesday at seven thirty on Spreaker, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, iTunes, and Google Play Music. Also be sure to follow us on our social media platforms. Facebook and Instagram at Straight Talk Wrestling and Twitter at Underscore Straight Talk.